0: Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful to his word. And when you're faithful to his word, supernatural results take place. Not necessarily uh, spectacular. Sometimes the miracle is so subtle, you miss it. Or it's so quick. You're like, did that really happen? That is a that's a real important thing for us believers, because sometimes when you're younger, you tend to get um, uh, younger in the Lord. You tend to get a little bit more spectacular movements. Uh, God is getting your attention, so you you definitely. Um, you might experience stuff that's spectacular. I used to be uh <clears throat> i won't say the company's name, but it was a real ritzy company that I worked for as a concierge and we had a philosophy or that uh they have a philosophy where it is there are there is <clears throat> excuse me there is legendary service and there's essential legendary is like off the charts you you know somebody shows up and they the you overheard it's their birthday and you do something really special for them uh, essential is something you know where maybe somebody came in and they you know you overheard that they they're looking for a, a a local Walmart or Walgreens or CVS because they they forgot to bring their toothbrush and by the time they get to their room the tooth, a toothbrush is there with their their preferred um uh, toothpaste both are uh, bring out bring the level of caliber of service uh, that make that makes people want to go there. They they makes them want to spend the extra money when you have an engaged ministry. Really, because service is ministry, except for ministry, and, and the and the Lord does have more spiritual authority. And it's under very uh, absolute bylaws of love, but also absolute truth. Where in the world, service can go over into things that we wouldn't do. Violations that we, we're not going to participate in. So you got your essentials and you got your legendary. When you When you're a baby Christian... Uh, or someone that God's courting them. Some grandma's probably praying for you, and and you're you're you you got you you knew that you were gonna die in this car accident, but some hand moved you around, and it was it was spectacular. But as you accepted Jesus and and started developing the Word and growing by the the pure milk, thereby, as the Bible says. You, you, you now get more essential stuff because you're not doing crazy, stupid stuff anymore. You're, you're living, walking straight paths for your feet, as the Bible puts it, and your life is being healed and restored from faith to faith to glory to glory. So a lot of times, sometimes the, the miracle, the supernatural becomes uh, almost uh, anticlimactic. You know, the, the, the guy who was a drug addict or uh you know, somebody was in prison was going through extreme stuff and, and the and the Lord helped them and protected them and restored them. Well, now you're not doing those extreme worldliness. You're not a ranked sinner anymore. You're you're developing through the ranks in Christ Jesus. So that you don't get to hear you know, after 10, 20 years, you ought to be a teacher by now. And I have to go over the basics with you. Not talking about the fivefold office teacher. I'm talking about just being an elder brother and sister in the Lord that has is able as is, is an able minister of the New Testament to other people. But I gotta remind you of the basics. So you don't you don't want to do that. So you're you're on you abide in the Word, and the Word abides in you. You're, you're, you're consistent, constant in season and out and you're a dwell of the secret place. You put in God's first in your heart and you acknowledge him in all your ways and, and you're led by the Holy Spirit and you do that for a couple of decades. Sometimes things seem, uh, non-spectacular, Until you had a friend who's diagnosed with some, something terminal or you've been diagnosed with something terminal or a, a, a financial crisis comes your way. And then God's faithful and brings about the healing, the restoration, the provision, the reconciliation, if it's in a relationship, whatever crisis is now abated. But you get to the point as you mature in Christ Jesus from a baby to a full-grown adult in Christ. You start realizing, I'm going to live life where I don't need the spectacular. I'd really live healthy, so I don't even need a miracle. That can be fit and strong for the, for the, work, of, for the work of ministry. And bear eternal fruit. It's not for the eternal salvation. That's a free gift and we receive it by faith. But you can develop in the work, in your gifts and callings, so that you can bear good fruit for the Father. And you simplify your life where you don't need the spectacular. Signs and wonders follow believers. Believers don't follow signs and wonders. Get that. That's, that's, that's important. Especially in these last days. Or probably in the last... 25, maybe 30 years of this age. If you read your Daniel... In your Ezekiel and all the other uh, scriptures that talk about where we're at in history I don't know when I'm not you know anybody who says they know when Jesus is going to come back as as uh, a liar now we're referring to Jesus coming back as the rapture the second coming <clears throat> the moment you know their rapture you know it's seven years to the day when Jesus will return as the second coming and we'll go into the millennium. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there's a heightened awareness of knowing we're in the last days, and this is the only time where we can bear fruit like this for the Father. This is the only time in history in the, the next age, we won't uh the kind of faith that that that's required of us now won't exist because Jesus will be right there before us. This is the time to bear wonderful eternal fruit that only believers can. This age is now, a uh, right now, I'm sitting in the car, uh, just hear sirens. It, it really, it's fitting because this is a rescue mission right now. This is where this age, ever since the fall of man, immediately, can you hear the sirens now, is a rescue mission. And our primary goal isn't necessarily what God intended us for to do in this age. Our primary goal is to seek and save the lost. Reach out to the lost. I'm not saying we can't live a good life. I'm not saying we have to suffer and go take a vow of poverty and, and martyrdom, everything. No, no. In fact, part of the witness to the lost is that we are living the good life. But our preoccupation is to be faithful, effective ministers of reconciliation, ministers, uh, uh, able ministers excellent ministers of the New Testament and the revelation that's in Jesus. This world is is living a, a shallow, materialistic, they're full of earthly, sensual, and demonic wisdom, and they're lost. On our worst day, we'll still be, in this age right now, we'll still be better than their best day in hell. Think of it that way. Because even if we, you know, push come to shove and and we don't tap into the healing provision for our bodies and we don't tap into the financial provisions for our life, uh, the the worst thing, you know, we're still going to heaven. We're still going to heaven. And if your heart's right and you keep your diligence and keep looking to the Lord, be ready for the bridegroom to come. Be, that, be the wise virgins, not the, the unwise. And stay ready. Because in a twinkling of an eye, as one translation puts it, in the blink of an eye. I believe it's a plank in, this, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the science world as far as measuring our time. Uh, that can be divided. It can no, can no longer be divided. I think the word is plank. Uh, let me know in, in the in the comments or, or shoot me a voicemail uh, if you are on uh, Spotify. Um, it's it's a it, you can no longer divide it. That's how quick it is. You blink, and the graves are empty. You blink, and the believer sitting next to you disappears. You blink, and this phenomenon happens. That's that's what they'll call it. Maybe they'll blame aliens or something. Something wacky, tabacky, I don't know. But it'll happen. And if you're backslid and playing games and you're not serving the Lord and your heart's not right, You've even grown up in church, you might even be active in staff at, at, at a church. And everybody else is gone. You're going to want to look at the, some of the material that you're, that the good pastors and preachers and teachers are given and go, okay, what's going on? What do I got to do now? You've got to endure the, the tribulation. I don't know why I got off on this. I was, I was, was The goal today was going to be um discerning the false prophet from the real prophet i was going to go to the, the the scriptures of the old testament where um a real prophet lies to another prophet to get him to disobey god and the and the and the, and the prophet took him at his false word and gets himself eaten by a lion or killed by a lion. Weird. The Bible doesn't challenge the lying prophet if he was a, a prophet or a false prophet. And this is something that it's important to talk about in this day and age because we do have an issue With lying spirits, doctrines of devils, anything to get us away from our first love, get us away from uh, the word, to let the the cares of this world choke the word of God. And if the devil can't get that in a carnal way, he's going to try to get it in a pseudo-Christian way. And then there's just drama in the church. Just like that, preachers and teachers and whatever position that there are in the five-fold office range, you know, they're, they're petty and immature. Oh, I wanted to be the one that gave the prophetic word. And that older prophet in the Old Testament got this younger prophet killed. Now, granted, the younger prophet had to be more uh, stout-hearted with the original word that God gave him. That God told him not to eat or drink until he returned. And ironically, like, like the shocking dynamic of that verse is he actually was a prophet. Like, no, no, a real prophet's never gonna lie. Real preachers and teachers and pastors, they don't they don't do those kind of shenanigans. Yeah, they do. And they're legitimately called. It's not like there's a false prophet. See, a false prophet. In my book, the false prophet actually is someone speaking demonically from spirits. And they actually do have words of knowledge and information, but it's given by unclean spirits. Then you have the the fake prophet, the wannabe who wants to be spiritual. They're really a con artist. Their goal is just to, you know... They want to live the good life. They want to live the fancy life. They don't want to. Um, they don't want to get a real job, so they're willing to lie and con people, manipulate people, and that comes in all shapes and sizes too. Because in this day and age, we have to deal with this stuff. There's going to be a great stirring, a great. Uh, there already is in the world today, and there is those who who have embraced the compromised word of humanistic Christianity or mar- marginalizing Jesus, marginalizing the blood. It is infinitely easy, almost like a an infant can. Receive Jesus. That's how simple it is. It is that simple. However, it does represent a heart of repentance. You know, in the world, people get married because they think getting married is going to help their marriage out. And they, they have a rude awakening that it doesn't. Just, just saying the token sinner's prayer or prayer of salvation and getting water baptized isn't going to make you more saved. It won't do that for you. And playing church isn't going to make you saved. It really needs to be a heart conversion. The the act of praying and receiving Jesus, the act of doing a water baptism, represents what's in your heart. In fact, you can get saved and not ever be water baptized. The guy on the cross called on Paul in the name of Jesus, next to Jesus, and, and Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Because he was smart enough to repent, at least on his, his last moments of his earthly life. And, and that's how quick and easy it is from, for a sincere person. But the poser, the pretender, the one who just, oh, I like the fact that if I can tap into some laws of sown and I can be rich. And they're preoccupied by the richness. Well, if you're preoccupied by the richness, you have a heart of covetousness. And that's a form of idolatry. You can have things, but things cannot have you. Only the Lord can have you. He is your first love. He is the first things first. Staying right with God is more important than keeping that job. It's more important than getting that third house. Now, I, I we believe God for lands, houses, and vehicles, and buildings, and equipments, and, and, and transportations, and and things that we can we're so blessed that we can freely give and freely receive and reflect the heart of the father to a dying world but we it's not a preoccupation our preoccupation is loving god and being worshiping him in spirit and in truth his words his word works it's faithful he's faithful And it doesn't fail because he doesn't fail. And when your faith works by love, a.k.a. when your faith works by God, and God is on the love frequency, he's on the truth frequency, supernatural results actually takes place. And you're walking in divine favor. And it is completely fair. I'm sorry, people say favor ain't fair. Eh, No, it's fair to Jesus. It's fair to, to uh, what he did, his death, burial, and resurrection for us. And therefore, favor is fair. Those who believe in perfect vessels that make mistakes, that your family and coworkers will, will say, Oh, you you're not perfect. Well, I never claim to be perfect. I claim Jesus is perfect, and his imperfect love casts out all fear while you perfectly and completely try to put fear in me. Why? That's the same old story all the way back to Cain and Abel. Those who give God their best and those who don't. And they twist the truth and they attack. Heavy word today. Believe it or not, I'm a fun-loving, happy guy. I like jokes. But there's times when the Spirit of God will put stuff in me that's like, Ooh, Lord. Can't they have a fun topic to talk about? <laughs> Why? Because we're called to, you know, even the, the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Ghost. And we're called to talk to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. But there's also, you know, loving, gentle reminders and admonishments, warnings. Even rebukes if necessary. Because we don't want to tolerate sin on our brother or sister. We don't want to suffer that on our, our brother and sister because we love them. Even in the Old Testament, where you weren't supposed to suffer sin on your, on, your, uh, on your fellow Israelite. You let them know, oh, oh, oh no, no, the word says this. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Humility says that. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Pride says, shut up and mind your own business. Or, I know, I know, I was doing, you know, they, they, they start lying. Pride, and security. For some reason, fear births pride. Not sure how that happens, because I guess fear involves torment, and eventually you start getting tired of the torment, and you start fighting back against it. And then the devil's got you in a double headlock. But most of our life is loving and joy and peace and, and, and dwelling in a secret place. He who dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, think about that. This, you know this, That was written by, uh, uh, I believe, King David, and he, uh, he lived in a desert community. Not a lot of trees were there. So shadow was a reprieve from the harshness of the sun. We we when you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you're covered and protected from stuff that people, uh, the world has to endure. And some will think you're nuts because you have the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, while the world's going to to going to Crazyville. And you still got that joy. Oh, you're just detached. Yep, I'm detached. I'm unplugged from the world. I'm plugged into the will of God and to his joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And not only do we have a psychological buffer with our helmet of salvation, we also have financial buffers. We're not part of the Babylonian system. God will lead you to buy certain properties and start investing in different things where you're not codependent on the world. You're, you're, just, you're divinely interdependent on the Lord. And then you're so blessed that you get to be a blessing to all of those who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, I've spoken enough. It's <laughs> Sorry for the heavy word. But you know, There's two things that I feel like God's called me to do. To the lost, I'm an evangelist. To the church, I'm a revivalist. Get people back to their first love. It's been, it's been that way since the mid-'80s for me. Anytime I ever spoke in chapel or in a service, it's like it, it always goes there because there, there are certain churches that just got busy with stuff. They got so prosperous, they forgot about God it's not so much as they got so prosperous they forgot about God. It's just that they were so prosperous that they, they transferred their love and faith over to the prosperity. And to the appearance of things over to the actual prosperity that's in Christ Jesus. And then God had to back off. Well, now you got to keep it going. Well, what do you do when you keep it going? You either become a false prophet who lies or a prophet who lies. Then you become a false prophet because uh, sooner or later, Holy Spirit's not going to be speaking through you. Then you, you, you want some spirit to speak through you. You want to dazzle people with words of knowledge and information about themselves. Or you become a fake prophet and you'll learn how to speak in ways that, that inoculate people into lukewarm Christianity. So what are we going to do about that? We're going to stay in our first love. Stay on fire for Jesus. Keep him first and foremost. You know, it said in the Old Testament, uh, in 2 Chronicles, I believe it was 27. Um, the king set himself to seek the Lord. No one else did it for him. As long as he did, he prospered. The other king prior to that, I think it was uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 25. Same concept. As long as he sought the Lord, the Lord made him prosper. As long as you seek the Lord. There's a pattern there. Those who seek the Lord become mighty and prosperous and functional in their gifts and callings. They have that personal happiness and joy that the body needs. Because there is, there is a mind-body connection, and, and where your mind is will, will be reflective in your body. That's why you deal with certain symptoms when you don't have to. The Lord will lead you. The Lord will show you. But you got to seek him with all your heart. What does it say in Jeremiah? Uh, if, you, I will, if you seek me with all your heart, you will, I will be found by you. And then you'll have good success. If you, if you give your heart, in uh, Joshua 1a, you, you know, in this book of the law, you shall meditate on it day and night and then you shall be prosperous. Prerequisites of success. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, right now in this day and age, this very dangerous day and age, You need to be seeking the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, might, strength. And be led by the Holy Ghost. Knowing what to do and when to do it. It'll save you from a lot of hardship. Saw recently in a... a, um, uh, a news briefing or a news uh, footage of an older man getting trapped into a, a Palestinian protesting, and they're hitting this car or vandalizing them to go to jail for that. I mean, you know, if I did that, I'd go to jail. But apparently, they don't have to. And they, it's it's uh, not the protesting that's that's provided in the constitution. This is harassment of people. It's not protesting against government. It's, it's attacking people. So it's not even legal, but it's allowed. And this guy, like, I'm thinking, Lord, I never want to be in that situation. He had to zigzag down, come back up and turn around and had somehow God was able to get out, but he was trapped. The only other option he could do is either submit and be beaten or assaulted or uh, humiliated. Or punch it and kill people. Then he goes away for manslaughter. I think there needs to be some laws written. If you ask me. To allow people to p- defend themselves. When people create that dynamic. It's their own fault for creating that dynamic. But. Until that happens. Which probably never will. We. We we need to be led by the Holy Ghost and never find ourselves foolishly in a situation. I mean, so far in my life, the worst thing is I listened to the, the, the navigation instead of my spirit and missed it, got the check and missed it and went ahead and, you know, got stuck in traffic. Or went ahead and, you know, an incident happened you know, that, that was not pleasant. Being at the store at the wrong time being Lord, Lord, I, you were, you know, you know my instincts. 2020, when everybody was ransacking the, the grocery stores and emptying the shelves. You know, stuff like that's going to happen again. Maybe not specifically with COVID, but with something else. You got to be ready. I'm not saying out of fear, out of just practical wisdom. You know? Oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm in faith. You're a mighty faith. Mighty, mighty, mighty. Well, actually, someone's going to do it for you. People talk like that from the pulpit. Oh, I'm not going to pre- prepare. I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to get credit in arsenal. I'm not going to do that. Guarantee you someone else will do it, and you'll be sponging off them. You need to be practical with your super practical and be led, and you'll find... That if you do the practical in faith, it becomes super practical. And more often than not, you'll have the supernatural. And what is the supernatural? Sometimes the supernatural is not spectacular. Sometimes it's just favor. Mercy. Holy Ghost handshake. I got one jacket. I got two jackets. Here, have mine. Have my extra one. Sure, I'll let you uh, rent that uh facility out here I'll just you know what I'm gonna comp it out to you I'm the owner I can I can make those executive decisions that's why we seek the Lord with all our heart um, not just for the benefits because for the love of the Lord because he loved us while we were yet sinners and that love touches us right amen but also There's great benefits in serving the Lord. Forget not one of His benefits, because bless God, He is a uh, provider. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. What is a provider? The, the uh, pro meaning for, or before, or first. Vedire. I'm using the Italian pronunciation of the Latin word mean vision he foresees and therefore provides the provisions of what's foreseen he'll tell you to stock up because there's famine coming he'll tell you not to be you know uh living paycheck to paycheck or blowing money on stupid things. no no put that in the bank tithe so save there may come a time when you can't work for a couple of years. But because you put him first and you sought him and you set your love upon him, he'll make provisions for you. To the point where you're also making provisions for other people. Because he's merciful and kind and so are you. You won't turn away the poor and judge them for being stupid. You'll just be kind to them. And that love will bring more repentance into their heart and glory to God. All right, I have spoken more than enough. Peace and love as you work out your own salvation. In Jesus' holy name, amen.